What's going on today, folks? What's going to save the market? We got tech down. We got the spoos down. They're really going down around Friday's, or excuse me, yesterday's low. But what's going to come to the rescue in this market today? Will it be lows going to rebound? Are they going to like the Dick's earnings? Or All right, let's sell tech. Let's buy the banks, maybe. Let's get into that with Triple D and Money Mitch. It's Tuesday, folks. We're starting out in the red. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, good morning, investors. Good morning, good morning. Not a great morning. We're down 12 and a quarter handles at 92.75. Concerning technical formation up top, I'll save that for when Dennis and Mitch come on. The buck is up 31.6 cents at 103.39, looking at the highs from last week. Bonds breaking down, down 12, 30 seconds, 126 and 13, 30 seconds. Crude up on OPEC talk, 96 cents at 73.01. Gold continues to slide down 15.90 at 1961.30. Silver closer to 23 than 24, down 58 cents, 2.43% at 23.28. And Bitcoin being spared in this morning sell-off, up $495 at $27,360. Let's bring in Triple D and see if he survived the 8 o'clock news rush. No, there is. You Uber. So we got Uber news here, and it's good news for Uber um, popping here. Waymo and Uber partnered to bring Waymo's autonomous driving technologies to the Uber platform. That's a big headline. I mean, AI play, you're talking again here. So we got a little pop in Uber. It's leaking here now. I actually was trying to buy it. Um, I mean, I'm not in it here yet, but I was trying to buy it. So it's pulling back here. So anyways, talk it. I mean, Uber, autonomous driving. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. All right, high of the move is 40.50. We made that yesterday. Uh, we got the pop. We didn't even get anywhere near there. We just popped over 39.60. Uh, 39.64 is where you went to end the pop. We're coming down. I don't know. I'm not buying the dip on this one. That chart from 30 to 40 looks too high. I'm the trying to buy yeah. it. Yeah, I'm still trying to buy it, but I like the support there around like 38.86, right? I mean, as long as it can I just think there, this headline just broke eight o'clock. I don't yeah. even think people have talked about this headline yet. Uber, exactly. So, driving. so I see support underneath. I see a catalyst that could give it a little push, like I Dennis is so saying, too. and and at least you know you're out. I would say you know below that 38.86 for me, I'd be out. But hey. To each his own. We'll see I'll what be saying, I should have sold my Uber over 40. I did it. Yeah. It got a pop on good news, and it's not pushing yet. So yeah. I, don't I hear know. you. We'll That's see what happens move. with this one. 30 and to also, 40. Uh, I, I don't know too much about Waymo's an, autonomous driving yeah, technology. Yeah, I don't either. So I That's need to look what I'm wondering. That. How good is that <laughs> technology? But if you get you, – you see what happens. They start Hell talking yeah. AI. Now they think of Uber as an AI play. I mean, we're four minutes into this headline here. I wouldn't be fading this move. 
I would not be fading this move. I feel like buying it right now. Actually, I just try to buy it. I okay, bought a little go piece. Go ahead, buy it. Lift the offer. I bought a little piece. They don't hit bids, man, when it's going down. Yeah, it's just small. Just All right. This we'll is see. Not I don't the know Uber enough show. about their autonomous driving either here, Mitch. Yeah. But I just watched it, so I just nibble in a little bit. We'll see. Okay. We'll see what happens. I mean, it, you, you're, you're baking on it that it's going to come. On. You're buying it now because you think CNBC is going to I think so. I think they're going to talk about this, and I think it could move it. So, exactly. So, we're obviously early on the news here. But like a pro breaking, Wasn't Waymo with somebody else? Press release right at 8 o'clock here. So, so our chat yeah. is giving us at least what they have some insight to. Of course, take everything with a little grain of salt. But I see sure. mentions like Waymo does not drive on the highway yet. Um, I see mentions like Waymo self-driving is very limited. So maybe we'll do a little research on that. I'll yeah, try before that. taking a big position in this, I just took a nibble or trade position just because I think if they start talking about it as an AI play here, I think there could be more left. I think you got room to the yesterday's high here, 40-50 here, if that headline catches steam. Now, we don't know. Maybe they don't talk about it, but it looks like a pretty good headline to me. Waymo was with Google. That was uh, going back. And, mm. uh, you mm. know, so Google did, it wasn't good enough for Google. I'd call it, I'd, I'd call it, you know, just make sure it doesn't turn into Lamo instead of Waymo. I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm down on this autonomous driving stuff. But if you want to buy Uber off a head like that, go, go right ahead. Uh, pre-market high, you want to see follow through through the pre-market high. And that was 39.64. And if you want to use that target over 40, Go right ahead, 40.50. It's not helping lift at all. Nothing helps lift. Look at this thing. It down at 8. There's separation here. We talked about this macro. already, too. Uber versus Lyft. We can see who best of breed here is. We can see who the company's going to be. Lyft is right on the lows. Is there a laggard catch-up trade? If there's nope. any type of market for that, it's this, because we've been, you know, rip-roaring bull market here. But, you know, if there's any other, um, you know, market... You know, I think Lyft is just not the company I want to own. Yeah, look at that thing. Oh. All right. Let's we'll take keep us an eye to... on Uber today. I think there's a trade here. All right. So I wanted to ask you, um, I don't know how you guys reacted to the news, but how did well, how was the reaction to the deep fake yesterday news about oh. the Pentagon oh. being hit by an explosion? I don't know about you guys, but I was trading. I, I've been trading like a small account challenge for the live trading. And I'm not going to lie, with a catalyst like that, I had to take a shot on tech to the downside just in case it was kind of a real news. But it wasn't. And I think that this is something that we need to start looking into yeah. a lot of how the investment world works. And this is why I mentioned yesterday blockchain and AI. This is what I got out of VCon 2023 is how a lot of what we're going to be using AI for also, we're going to have to use blockchain to validate what is real and what is not. So I know Dennis, you're a person that doesn't really believe too much in the blockchain technology, but I can tell you right now, if it's going to be used for this, it's going to be used in everywhere that you have data. We're going to need to what validate. Is it real? Is it fake? And that's do you point, do you have that? Do you have that? Uh, the the, the, yeah, that picture of it. No, I, I I'll look for it right now. I, I mean, that was such a lame picture. Yeah, I didn't this see the pictures though, Joel. It wasn't the pictures that made me move. Oh, I know. Algorithmic driven. It was Twitter. Market is right. It was yeah. Oh, another great usage of Twitter. And can you guys under explain? Will Alton says I don't understand how blockchain would have help this 
Exactly. So, so this is why this is what you guys need to really do your research so you can understand what blockchain really is. If you're if you're saying a question like that, I'm pretty sure you don't understand what blockchain is. I don't so, care what blockchain is. That's the bottom line. That's, I care what that, AI is. I so think Dennis, you're being ignorant. The, the, no the offense, reason, but Mitch, I think you're being the, ignorant. You want to know why? The reason is four years ago, four, not two. Four years ago, we started hearing how blockchain was going to take over the world, and now it's crickets. We're four years later. Yeah, but you didn't have crickets, this. Man. You didn't have these deep fake videos. You didn't it's have crickets. this ability in AI, Dennis. I'm telling you, man. Well, how do we invest I, with blockchain? I, right here? This guy Tell right me. here. I don't. Okay, I don't talk a lot. I don't Stop. talk a lot. Stop about technology. Tell me so. how to make money off blockchain. Okay, so this is the key, right? And so essentially, we're going to get to the point where every media. Even Benzinga Pro is going to eventually be running through blockchain technology. How do to I validate. buy blockchain? So, so that's the hard part. How to find the investment, right? It's probably going to be more private companies. And this is what I'm doing my research now on is understanding where I can find the investments, right? So one thing that I would tell you, Dennis, is like just as simply as like your IBB news that's coming through, right? A lot of the times that gets put through a wire, right? That wire is going to need to validate the news to see that it's 100% true. Then it will get put out on to a public feed, right? The future is going to be all about determining what's real and what's fake. AI is definitely going to bring a lot of fake news sure. out to the public. And if we don't have an ability to validate things, we are going to get destroyed just like we did yesterday where a lot of traders were making trades based off of a fake news. So I know that blockchain might for a while is always talked about with real estate and how that was the important thing. Really, it's all about record keeping and validity. That's going to be the important part here is trying to decipher between what's real and what's not in this world. The biggest problem is I just don't know how to make money from it. So even let's say I believe you and I'm, I'm skeptical on whether, you know, blockchain, I'm a believer in AI. I know I buy AMD, Vidya, there's obvious AI plays here, you know, Microsoft, Google, all of them. I don't have the obvious blockchain play. Um, and, and if you can find it, Mitch, you know, and you can really, you know, sell your thesis here. Um, you know, I'm all ears. I just don't know what the public people are saying in the chat. It's more private. You were saying as well. I'd love it's to like private. find me the stock. I will. That's gonna. I will. You know okay, me. We'll leave it this with you. We'll leave you know it me, man. Sure. You know I'll do the yeah, research. You do due I'll... diligence, man. I'm, this is I'm why leaning you're here. in, and I'm leaning in more in AI. But I yeah. just feel that blockchain will be a part of the AI story. And so that's one thing that I need to figure out here. But yeah. definitely leaning ten times more into AI. I'm even getting the more expensive chat GPT. I'm going to be learning, team. I'll be trying to bring some information for us, of course, and then we'll keep pushing forward. All right, let's and go remember, ahead. remember, Money Mitch brought us, you know, this is why Money Mitch has come to Benzinga. You know, it was Fubo, and he brought us all these great ideas off the hop. I, I try to think Money of Mitch, what, Yeah, but where are those things now? It's where the puck is going, though, right? Autonomous driving. That's I know we that heard about SPACs, but let, let, let's get to this conversation is really going nowhere. Let's uh, let's well, move on. Let's, we he's got gonna some do some minutes. research. So, bottom line exactly. is, let's finish it up. Mitch's gonna do some research, come back to us with some blockchain ideas because I have no idea. The, the, so, the, the, the have real, no idea. the real, just kind of wrap this up. This was all about deep fake and how we're gonna use AI to determine what's real and what's not. Because the truth is, 
moments like yesterday are going to continue to happen until we can do that. So you want fake sure. technology to tell us whether something's real or not. I mean, let, let, let's so move on. I, I think, let, I think honestly, you guys need to do your research on blockchain in that case because it's not fake technology. No, no, they, no, no. We're not doing it's not research. fake technology. Stop, man. We're, we're, we're not doing the research. We already delegated this job to you. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Mitch true. said he's doing the research. I'm leaning on Money Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Money Mitch can do some good DDs. So, Money Mitch, you're I'll our bring blockchain I'll bring expert it to here. We have now designated you the blockchain expert. Figure it out. Come back to us. All right, let's go ahead. I'll move us forward. And you know me. I'm always ready to move us forward into something else. Have some fun. So you know what I said today? I've been hearing a lot in retail about what? Bear necessities. The bear of bear necessities. Let's move over to Lowell's here as, of course, in the report. We're hearing also from Walmart, too, about Lowell's Q1 adjusted EPS, $3.67 Beats the $3.44 estimate sales of $22.35 billion, beat the $21.60 billion estimate. And what is Lowell's talking about? Well, more what? They're not doing the DIY projects, right? They're not do-it-yourself projects. They're not being done. Uh, everyone's buying just more the necessities that they need versus the extra big projects. And that's what's really helping and hurting uh, certain companies, right? Of course, if it's necessities, like let's say groceries, well, you're going to still need that. But when it comes to Lowell's Home Depot, of course, we're not spending as much as we were. And lowered expected consumer demand is what is continued to be forecast forward. I took it long into the report last night because it was down three bucks. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I'll take a shot. One, because Home Depot, they bought it right back. Two, I was like, if they beat, beat and don't say anything bad, it'll rally. Three, if they beat, beat, miss or lower guidance, I think it bounces back anyways. And you know what? I scratched the trade. So I was actually a good How would you, say, how'd you do you that? Because it's three bucks down. I bought it last night. So somebody's wow. giving me a three-point lead. I bought it 200. It was trading last oh, night. Okay. It was trading $3 down last night. And I just figured, you know what? The silver lining market that this is, even if it's, if it's not a great quarter, they probably wow. buy it back anyways. Is exactly what they did. Went down to 196 this morning and just bounced back up. So I'm now out of the trade. You can say a scratch is a bad trade, but no, it's a good trade because I had all that upside look. The trade oh. went completely against me from a fundamental perspective, and I was still able to scratch the trade. So whoever was selling it last night at 200 was nervous Nelly. That was the wrong move. Again, they scratched the trade, but sometimes you can have a scratch, and it's wow. a win. That's a scratch, and that's a win because I got the upside look. Didn't happen. And, you know, and it bounced back just like I kind of thought it would with Home Depot. Silver mm -hmm. lining market. I was saying on your show here, Joel, there's a play. There's a play to buy every every stock in earnings right now. Because the ones, and not, not Foot Locker, but, and maybe not Lowe's even, but there's some other ones here, like your technology stocks. It seems like they get hit. They eventually come back. But if they beat, you know, you get the Shopify's that just, you know, kill it and that's where mm -hmm. you really make the money for it i still think there's a play to be long almost all of the tech stocks and the earnings all right don lowe's so you did get a just a washout here to 196.30 and you're bouncing back up right here been trading comfortably between like 200 and uh or 199 and 199.50 200 200 201 i look for resistance at the bottom of yesterday's range if in, in fact we can get there at 202.91 
And that pre-market low, uh, right now, I would say it's important for this to hold 198.75. That was your first uh, daily low coming back from last week. And then after that, things really get ugly. But right now, I'd be looking, if you're you you know if you're looking for a repeat, 198.75, uh, that is your four-day low in lows. The, the report, Mitch, it wasn't great, though. If you just grab the numbers, maybe money, Mitch, just grab the guidance. This was not a great Here's report, but very, very, very lowered, similar to the Home Depot report. Yeah, Lowered on fiscal year outlook for revenue, lowered also on the EPS, and comparable sales at 2 to 4%. Um, not looking good, at least for the forward guidance. And a lot of that, like we said, weaker than expected consumer demand, and they don't expect it changing. Um, it's, let's keep. Let's it's just keep... such a forgiving market, though. That's and this true. is why, you know, I'm like, there's a play to be long everything. Because, I mean, even when you're long here, you know, I take it. The guidance is bad. Stock should probably be down 10 bucks, But we're not in that market environment. We're in that environment where they buy the dip because they're hungry. So, I mean, they beat. They go up big time. They miss. They go down. And then they bounce back. So, I mean, it's kind of been, you know, the play. And this could bring us into Zoom. And, you know, maybe this is a bad example, but it's not a bad example totally because this thing was up five bucks last night. So give us the report on Zoom. All right. Zoom Q1 EPS $1.16 beat the 99 cent estimate. Sales at $1.11 billion beat the $1.08 billion estimate. And, of course, it's trading higher after it reported better Q1 results, issued strong guidance here, and also reported an increase in enterprise customers, a decline in churn. If you guys take a look there, 215,900 enterprise customers up 9% year over year. Online average monthly churn, 3.1% down, 50 basis points from last year. Yeah, the numbers here, I don't even know if they're that bad. The stock popped on it. The guidance is pretty good, actually. But, you know, they're looking at this still as the one-trick pony. That's the biggest problem with Zoom. Until they can come up with something else, it's just not going to get the love. But it was a good trade. You know, it ran up into the earnings. It bounced on the initial report. And remember, people, I still say, like, I trade pre-market after hours. I know there's a lot of people who do not trade pre-market after hours. Some of the platforms don't even allow it. I be truly believe if your platform doesn't allow pre-market after hours trading, you need to consider getting a new platform. But this is, um, you know, it, it was up, what, 78 bucks It went, bucks up, it went over 78 bucks. I mean, it was up, it was, it was up 8% last night. Yeah. Yeah, Gotta and take it, the money and run. Look where it went pops. to also, man. Look where it went to on the dailies. You had a gap back in February on your way down. If you got caught in this gap move, you had a low at 77.56. Uh, the next day, the high was 77.10, and then that's all she wrote uh, for quite some time until uh, you came down to the low of the move. So if you were looking at your gap, yeah, you might got done at like 77.10 and been a little regretful when it went to 78 but that 77 or even the gap fill at 77 uh 56 is looking good now uh for this one uh you know the selling after that pop to me it's down nine bucks so uh, you know from the high so selling yeah. it in the hole here is tough but uh what i think would be interesting and what trader investors need to look at is uh you know if we come down to like this uh 66 area 66 to 67 that's giving back half of the move. Really no daily low there. That's what I'd be looking for. See, so you come down to that area and stabilize. 
then you can maybe lean on the low of the move. But uh, a lot of air, not much in here between 65 and 70. Let's give Zoom a chance to, uh, you know, make low today in the next couple days. And then if it holds like this 65, 66 area, maybe it can continue on its uh, uh, the nice uh, rally that it but had. But I'm with Spinner May. here. I'm with mm -hmm. Spinner in the chat. Um, and this is not like people want to throw zoom in as your big technology growth stock. And he's right. This has turned into a value play and it hasn't had growth for a long time. It's not the kind of stock they're hungry for here right now. Right now they're hungry for AI story like zoom. Give me an AI story on the conference call. Talk about, you know, I don't know. I guess you're zooming with computers, but you know, come up with something <laughs> like that. And then it gets more interesting, but how do you tie Zoom in with AI? I don't know if you do. So you just got to be careful with that. Yeah, or blockchain. Well, <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> we already had caused the chat. The chat's in the, the uh, chat's bad enough. They're, they're very divided on blockchain. Oh, I'll say that. It, in five years, you guys are going to regret <laughs> all, this. all this. All <laughs> this. This is what could have got you to the next level. Yeah. We're uh, waiting Mitch, on your idea. We are going to get the There's money, Mitch, times. idea here. There's so we're going to, me and Joel are going to, here's what's going to happen. Me and Joel are going to absolutely hate on blockchain continuously. But yeah. if you give us a good idea, we may Kinky's actually just hedge ourselves yeah. and buy your idea. That's what's so going to happen. Awesome and I'll feel even worse. Go make money. Yeah, I don't care. I want that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what Where happens. Let, money let's Mitch is going to come up. We're going to give him a couple weeks. Here. He's going to come back with a blockchain of all blockchain ideas. And that's what we're running with. Yeah, I, I know, chat. They'll be reaching in no time. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going. Let's get to AutoZone. Or we all like winding. Let's go to AutoZone. AutoZone Q3. Let's be winding like the chat. <laughs> Who, who trades AutoZone? That's what I would love to know. Who actually Nobody. Sit it out. Sit it out. Q3 trades AutoZone. EPS, it's, it's, $34.12. 10 12 points cents. wide all the time. Oh, God. 31 by 42 estimate. They definitely beat there. Uh, sales at $4.09 billion missed the $4.12 billion estimate. But AutoZone is flagging weaker than expected sales through springs. And their inventory increased here 7.4% year over year. So are we starting to see even like used cars, like parts, not even getting sold here? Uh, is it that they're buying new cars? What is it? Or are they just That's not spending question, money? Actually, because you, you, know what you I mean? actually see, and I've said this before, AutoZone can do okay in a slowdown because people are fixing up their old cars. Yeah, that's what we thought. Buying new cars. The earnings are fine here too, though. I mean, 3412 versus 3142. I think it's just they don't want this kind of stock. Right back to Spinner was saying it's not like this is not the value market where they're looking, oh, where can I, you know, have safety trade? I mean, did you see what happened to consumer staples yesterday? Talk about the safety trade. Consumer staples got massacred, massacred. yesterday. Yes. XLP hammered. Yeah, they got Coca -Cola hit hard. Down a buck and a half. Was that the so, growth move or just that's just the move? Yeah, it is. It's the move like we're not worrying about a recession anymore. We're not worrying about the debt ceiling. We're worrying about not being in enough technology stocks and we're gonna raise our money from our consumer staples and we're gonna buy technology stocks with it. And that's what was happening yesterday. And that's the continued rotation. And AutoZone is a safer stock. It's a company that does okay in a recession. A little bit of money is hiding there. It makes a ton of money. It's a value stock, cash cow. Not that, you know, all of a sudden, you know, AI play, AutoZone. Well, you know, I guess the bots can put, you know, and build the parts and stuff, which they probably already do. But I just don't see, you know, the connection there. Right now, they're all about tech and they don't want other things. 
this is uh it's a tough stock twenty six hundred dollars we had just a uh, very little volume trade dennis what's the actual market on this because i mean can you is there like what is it twenty six hundred to twenty six fifty or something like that um twenty five forty five by twenty five twenty five ten ten bucks wide ten bucks but where no like, but even more it's twenty bucks wide if you look at so I'm looking at just the odd lots in there I got yeah. two shares but at twenty five thirty five ninety eight shares there's a player ninety eight shares but it are offered at twenty five forty so they got a player there oh at twenty five forty. At twenty five forty, there's an odd wow. lot on Erica. You gotta have the Erica book to see all the odd lots and stuff. Erica, yeah, baby, shares twenty five forty. All right, what? I'll just down say, eighty bucks. All right, wow, twenty three hundred to what four? Uh, twenty three hundred, so it's four hundred fifty to twenty five. I don't know twenty. You know, if you want to pick this up halfway back of this move, twenty five and a quarter. Go right ahead. I'll call potential support twenty five hundred to twenty five and a quarter. And resistance at twenty six seventeen. If you, if I had to do numbers, uh, O'Reilly Auto Par, O'Reilly, 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 that one. O'Reilly. Yeah, that's training down. That had a bad day yesterday. The dog of dogs, AAP. I mean, yeah. that's trading down. We don't know why <laughs> this stock we... is just hated by them all. So AAP has just been, you know, right. You talk about the, it's the lift of the auto parts apparently because. 240 to 120. You know, you got AutoZone sitting up there near highs. You got o- o- O'Reilly sitting up there near highs. Then you have auto advanced auto parts are just doing something completely different. Yeah, um, I, I don't straight down 50% company. in the same time period. The other ones are near all-time highs. I don't understand what goes on with that company. We'll we see what happens. We don't follow the industry closely enough, but we can clearly yeah. tell from the charts that you've got some laggards <laughs> in the sector and advanced auto parts is one of them. And, you know, you think Lyft and Uber and I don't like buying the laggards. Yeah, I just wonder that's just showing us more and more the slowing of the consumer, right? And we keep hearing it from multiple areas that we're seeing slowing of consumers. AutoZone saying here weaker than expected sales. So we got we're seeing kind of something that's really showing up now. Let's move over to the biggest problem though with that. It's a good conversation just to have for three minutes. The biggest problem is we do see slowing of the consumer in a lot of different businesses here. Mm -hmm. And we're starting to see it in the real world here too. I mean, I'm doing another build here and just like people hungry coming from like, you know, 40 miles away builders to like quote on jobs. Like it used to be like the jobs were coming to them. And it's like I was talking to my brother-in-law who's an electrician and he's like, those days are gone. He's like, they are fighting for jobs here right now. You know, I'm in Ontario. Maybe it's different, but he's like, it has slowed substantially said in the last three months. You know, from, you know, and electrical is always somewhat busy, but he's talking about the builders and stuff. He's like, it is slowing down. So, I mean, real world is slowing down a bit, but the market, stock market does not seem to care. Home Depot, basically telling you that. What they do? Buy a stock right back up again. Lowe's, kind of telling you, slowing down. What they do? Buy a stock back up anyways. So, I mean, it's hard to be bearish when you're getting, you know, headlines of, of growth, of, you know, the growth slowing here to a certain extent, and the market doesn't care. So I don't know what makes the market start to care. When the market starts to care, that's when you got to sell. All right, let's go to Dick Sporting Goods. They reported their earnings also here. Q1 EPS at $3.40, beat the $3.18 estimate. Sales of $2.84 billion, beat the $2.80 billion estimate. They did reaffirm fiscal year 23 outlook and also declared a $1 quarterly dividend. 
Oh, 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 boy, oh, boy. This one had a big sell-off going into the report, and you got a nice pop in the pop. So far, it's holding, but we're way off the pre-market high, 133.44. Uh, boy, you got a gap to fill in here. I, I guess I would look. Oh, that's a, that was right into the gap area at 33.36. I don't know. My people were selling into the report. Now you get a good report. I don't know. We'll see if that, that pre-market high looks pretty important. If they could fill the gap and get back and say, hey, you know, we're back above 135. We're above that triple top there. Uh, but not, I don't know. Does people are selling into the it's report? It's not a tech stock. It's yep. not an AI story. <laughs> I'm not buying a rip on it or a dip no. on it. I mean, that's just what we're in right now. They are hot for tech and not hot for a lot of other sectors. All right, Next. let's move forward. Let's get out of Dick Sporting Good. Let's go to PacWest as they have news today. Of course, you guys are seeing the shares jump around 20% on Monday after the company announced it entered into a loan purchase and sale agreement with a subsidy of Kennedy Wilson Holdings to sell a portfolio of 74 real estate construction loans here. Um, do you guys feel like this is good news for PacWest? I mean, of course, we're seeing the price action, but in the long term, is this going to be a good thing that they seem to keep giving a selling off of their portfolio so here's desperate times call for desperate measures textbook i mean we're struggling here we're trying to survive we're going to start selling our loan book here to try to get smaller try to get less risky and obviously try to you know raise capital up here i mean it's not good news long term here, Mitch. But short term, is this what you need to do to survive? You're going to do whatever you have to to survive, and that pack, that's where PacWest is right now. They're in survival mode here. So let's sell off some some of our loan book here. Try to survive. That's where they're at. Uh, this is an important area, and the reason I say that is uh, uh, where my cursor is at right here. We had uh, when the, when it did the old double when it went to two forty eight, and you know because. They were looking for strategic options, and then three day, two days later, uh, they're okay. The liquidity's okay. Everything's fine. Uh, this day, when you had a high at 740, I believe the high was 740, 750, you could have sold it all day and all night, like at 790 and 810 in the pre-market. It's one of those days where... You know, you got your best in the pre-market in an open lower. Little different circumstances uh, now. It's like it's holding up here. But I would just, uh, I look for the battle of eight bucks here. If the, the Bulls can take this news, establish a strong eight bid, you know, take it up. There's some room on the upside. Perhaps the next daily high comes in at 892. I don't think we're getting there today. Uh, but if you can, if you can't hold this eight off the open, I look for it to back and fill. The top of yesterday's range is way down at 7.16. Not way down, 7.16. All right. Now let's go ahead. Let's transition out of Pac West. Let's go to Pfizer as they were definitely trading higher yesterday following yeah. the study suggesting that the company's oral weight loss drug may be as effective as Ozempix injection, of course. And you guys saw Lily taking a little bit of a hit on that. I also saw, was it NVO taking a hit on that also? Yeah, that's another Not issue. yesterday, though. That The NVO was a little bit slow to react. It, yeah, uh, it was, they right? Hit it over, they hit it overnight. That's Remember, really it's ADR, though, too. Yeah. Joe. So you got uh -huh. the European traders that come uh -huh. in, they're like, oh, and then they hit it overnight. So sometimes there's a lag effect there just because it's uh, not the primary Just because they were, like, probably closing by the time the news really got There big. you go. Yeah, but Lily gets a hit. I mean, all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it's competition. <laughs> of course, it's going to be competition. 
I mean, does this change the narrative? I'm long Pfizer. It's been a terrible, terrible long. Um, I'm long Pfizer. Does this change the narrative? Does this get them away? Because this is what Pfizer needs to do. They need to stop themselves from being seen as a vaccine, COVID vaccine company, because we know how that's going right now. That's not going well at all. And they need, especially, you know, who says the pandemic officially over. So, you know, it's not going well for them on that front. And they need to start transitioning to what they are next. I mean, if they can become a weight loss company with weight loss drug that's effective, that could change the narrative. So I think, the you know, it's nice to see a pop in yesterday. Let's see if we get some follow through here. Let's see hey, if, you know, yeah. like they're already starting to sell it here again. But can we get follow through, get through bag holder central? Could we get up through 40 eventually? That's, you know, the key here. Uh, it stopped uh, yesterday at 38.87. Uh, you kind of got there, you got near there in uh, in the pre-market, but uh, I think some big boys are lined up at at uh, 39 for right now. Just some shorter-term players, so we'll use the 38.75 to 39 resistance. After that, boom, maybe you get some room to 40. Coming back on the downside here, you just made a new ooh, multi, uh, yeah, like a two-year low. Uh, a few days ago, it right at 36 bucks, 36 almost to 40. Maybe if this comes back, 37 and a half, 38 dollar area, you know, maybe buy a little bit on the cheap and lean on the low of the move. But uh, uh, nice move, uh, intraday. Let's see if we can get some follow through in today's session. Right now, down 29 cents on pretty good volume. And if you do get a rally, check out that 39. Someone was perched there. Uh, in the uh, long in the after hours, uh, the after hours and the pre-market. In fact, you just traded over thirty-nine on the eight fifteen to uh, eight thirty bracket. All right, I'm going to drop a really quick one here, and just wanted to at least announce it for you guys. Lordtown Motors is announcing a one to fifteen reverse stock split, and of course, we've been watching this company just slowly leak down. Of course, that's ride. If you guys are looking for the ticker, um, and I, I mean, I just feel like. I, the, the writing's on the wall. I mean. Some stories go cool and eventually get hot again. I'm going to say I believe the ride story is officially over. I mean, it's gone down. Now you reverse split and just in that death spiral. They reverse split and they boom. They reverse split and it just completely erodes capital. Lordstown Motors, not a good story. All right, that's going to do it for at least some of these topics. I'm going to pull this down. Let's get to our segment today. You guys know what time it is. It's time for Trade Zero Tuesday. Welcome back, Dan. How are we Gentlemen, doing? Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Thank you again for having me. Always good to have you, my friend. Welcome back. Let's get into the action. There's been a lot going on, of course, and uh, it seems like we're getting some different retail numbers starting to show us that it seems like the consumer is slowing down a little bit and something to keep an eye out for. I don't know if you're seeing anything like that, Dan, um, when you go to stores or from customers. What are you, what are you hearing? I mean, I, I'm honestly surprised that it's taken this long. Um, you know, with money supply contraction, with interest rates rising, with inflation, I mean, you know, I, I, talk about the resiliency of the consumer. I mean, I, really, I think it really speaks to that. Um, but, you know, listen, everything that I'm reading lately with, uh, you know, I live in New York City, in downtown Brooklyn, um, you know, with commercial real estate, everyone's talking about a reckoning in the next year and a half. Uh, you know, you walk through the city on a Monday or a Friday, 
it's you know it, it it's definitely not what it used to be. I was at a uh, at a, a lunch dinner at the a restaurant called Del Frisco's in Midtown, one of the best steakhouses in the city, I, I would say. So Literally, that's where you're taking me, right, Dan? <laughs> for sure. But but listen to this: <laughs> we don't want to go on a Friday or a Monday. It was a Friday meeting. I walk in there. It's like a couple of months ago. And literally, I felt like I was in the New York Public Library. 1230 lunch, prime lunch. There were six tables filled in a restaurant, probably of 100. And I was joking to the uh, to the maitre d'. I'm like, yeah. we at Del Frisco's right now? She's like, oh, you didn't know? Friday is the new Monday in New York City. And by the way, Monday is a lot better. So it's, it's you know, uh, I've seen indications of it myself uh, but with with things with with what we know to be uh, the way things have always been done changing at such a fast pace yeah. um you know listen it's scary because the unknown and the uncertainty makes people nervous and worried and, and again back to my original point it's really surprising that it's taken this long for us to start seeing uh you know some negative signs uh from from uh, retail and from the consumer uh based on all of those uh, headwinds that have been uh, been at been in play for the last you know year let's call it you know one trying thing... to break that mentality that yolo mentality like you only live once not gonna worry about it you know i've still got some money here it's like we don't save for rainy days because COVID said the rainy day may never come so i mean it's just breaking that new mentality that the fed is trying to do and it's taken a long time i mean i think it's to a point where I think people will spend money if they have money, but maybe we've finally gotten to a point where they don't have as much money. Right. And and there's no green shoots sort of on the horizon. You know, there's no stimulus being talked about. There is no I mean, there's probably not, not a real cause for it right now. But for the years through the pandemic, it was always like, why worry? You know, the checks are going to keep coming and, uh, yeah. you know, I'm going to get support as as a renter or as a homeowner. If I'm not able to pay my bills as a student, uh, you know, having to pay their interest, uh, pay, you know, paying their student loans back. A lot of that's been forgiven. So like the messages coming out of government are really speak to that. Why worry? We got you back. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's transition a little bit here, Dan. So I want to talk a little bit about, of course, I'm sure you saw yesterday that kind of deep fake that was talked about on Twitter and you saw like reactions that probably happened. And it's very difficult to kind of deal with that, especially yeah. if you're not kind of a day trader you're watching your system right as it goes on right a lot of times i do a lot more swing trading and with mm -hmm. that swing trading sometimes i'm already setting up orders i'm having kind of different conditional orders already out there ready to get into positions of course if i can get hit right so i want to talk a little bit more about what trade zero can do for conditional orders sure. today so let's go ahead. Let's dive in a little bit. I'm sure you'll bring up lovely. Of yeah, I'd love to show zero. you guys kind of how we can help with that. Yeah. Um, and and really, as, as we talk about earnings and stuff like that, it's really a great way to um, to kind of set up your day in advance so that, you know, for breakouts, breakdowns, uh, it's a real easy way to uh, to kind of set up your plan before stuff actually happens. And if this happens, then I do that. So we have a feature on the platform called our conditional uh, order entry. Uh, it's accessed from the main toolbar here, conditional mm -hmm. orders. And so, for example, PacWest, you know, if we were looking to play a breakout on this thing, which, you know, listen, up 15%, it's probably already there. Uh, but let's just say we wanted to set a, you know, a buy stop at 801, meaning if the stock goes above, if, if it hits 8,001 cent, I want to buy the stock. 
And then I'm not going to be at my computer all day. I want to kind of set up the, the exit strategy for myself where I can set up the conditional too. So if the first order executes, I'm going to actually sell those hundred shares. I'm going to use what's called our range order, which is essentially a one cancels other order borrowed from the futures world uh, and put in a high price of, let's say, you know, 850 and a stop price. In this case, the low price would be the stop at, uh, you know, 750 or so. Uh, and when I send those orders, all three are placed, and the 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 second leg only occurs if the first one happens. And if the first one does happen, and I'm in that long position, I have sort of brackets around my order. If it goes up to my target, great, gets me out. If not, and it, and it backtracks, it'll it'll stop me out. And you can set up, you know, you can set these up on multiple symbols. It's a great way to play earnings uh, because you know. A lot of times, you know, numbers will come out that that if you read it, uh, the, the, everything looks looks amazing, and the stock will take a nosedive. And conversely, you know, if numbers aren't so good, and and but they're predicting better results on in the future, uh, you know, if you just read that top line headline, you may not really know what's going to going to happen. And so, by setting up these conditional orders, it really allows you to, you know, from the morning set up your trading plan for the day, uh, and then you know, not have to you know be focused on the screen for every tick throughout the day. So it's a real you, powerful tool and something that uh, I use myself a lot. You know what else, Dan, is this could actually take some of the psychology out of it all. Because when you sit there and you're trying to manage yes. a trade, you're like, you know, you those ticks and the scares and the yeah. spooks. And sometimes, you know, you just got to like set your target, set your stop and let it play out. Like, ignore That's right. It. Maybe even go to the golf course in the meantime, whatever you do. But <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, probably where I struggle with swing trading is I overmanage the trade. So, I mean, right. in some cases, maybe, you know, just letting the system do its work. And it's nice to have this system. I mean, that's why we love you, because you have all these tools that professional traders use on a free platform, which, Correct. you know, is, is really good. So, I mean, this is just awesome that you have this tool. Cool. So, yeah, I think again, it, sorry, Mitch, go ahead. No, you're good. Now, one thing I, I say is that, you know, a lot of times, like, I, I do like my live trading stream and a lot of times after that I got to get into different meetings and different things like that where I can't just be, you know, stuck on the order game. So a lot of times I have to set some conditional orders when I'm going away from the computer just to let the trade work itself, right? Like I always say that sometimes my best trades are the trades that I do leave the desk and I right. just let the trade work and then do its thing, right? It's not me working now. I've already done the hard work. I've established the entry. I've set the conditional orders for the profit, the conditional order for the out. And then at that point, let the market do its thing. Right. I mean, I, I was in a uh, just, you know, trading around my Tesla position the other day. And, uh, you know, I'm towards the end of the day. I had a limit in to sell it. I don't even remember what it was, but it was like a dollar away from where the stock was. And I'm just and I was kind of watching it for the last hour. And I'm like, it's never going to get there. It's never gonna... And once it started moving up a little bit, I got out. You know, if had I waited another 10 minutes, it would have went blew right past my, my original limit out and, and I would have made, a, you know, a lot more money. So it's it's almost yeah, it's, it's it's almost at times good to kind of disconnect from watching and being so focused on it, yeah. especially when things don't immediately do what you expect them to do. And you're sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. You grow impatient. I'm I have. 
I mean, I get impatient at red lights, so I have zero, <laughs> zero patience. Um, don't, don't drive near Dan when the lights are <laughs> like, I'm done with this red light. It's been going on too long. I'm just going. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a definitely, it's a definitely a great tool. And I think it also, uh, you know, helps disconnect a bit, uh, which, which many times could be helpful. Uh, Dan, I just, uh, I, I call what, you know, that strategy where you're talking about just set it and forget it. Yes. You know, and, and, and move on. But uh, I just I want to ask you more of a, a broad question here sure. because, uh, you know, what's going on in the market? Just like tactically, I just want to see if what you're seeing from, you know, the uh, the short float and the stock mm-hmm. loan stand. Like, do you like do you see like certain turning points in it? Like, you know, like a, there's just so much exuberance and the market's up and there's all the stock available to short and no one wants to short. And then boom, the market turns or at bottoms, you know, just like everyone, you know, stock, you know, let, let's get everyone short. This is freeze. Do you see any, any turns as far as uh, the supply that you see? Cause I'm seeing, I, I mean, a technical formation. I mean, you have to be, you know, blind. I mean, you know, for the, at least for the S and P's, you know, we got three highs in the same area. And a lot of times for me, that could be a turning point in the market. I just wanted to see from your information, the stuff that you get, uh, are you seeing any, any, anything you, similar to that? You know, Joel, for us, it's really and truly sort of stock dependent on the short okay. side. You know, it, they, they come in waves. You know, uh, we were talking a few weeks ago about TOP and, and right around that time, just, you know, maybe because that kind of led the charge of these you know, small mid micro cap gappers that that are have extremely low fo- floats, uh, where folks just see a lot of opportunity based on you know meteoric rises or falls. Uh, and so, in the last couple of weeks, there haven't been any one of those really really hot stocks that are super hard to source um, that people really want to get interested in. It's for us, being that we really focus on the active trader. It's when those conditions start happening and they happen kind of one after another that the the general interest in shorting just skyrockets for us. And people who may not have been you know actively involved on the platform in a couple of weeks, whether by chat room or by newsletter or what have you, they're coming back in. And, and that's for us when we see real uh, you know spikes in interest on, on short sale facilitation and trading on the short side. Not that it's not happening every day, but to have a noticeable breakout in terms of uh, activity and volume, it's really stock dependent. Now, one thing for certain, Dan, especially with the market the way it is and everybody looking that we could get this big reversal, you might need some short locates, right. right? So definitely, if you guys want to take a look at the expensive inventory that Trade Zero has, take a look. I just threw up the link there. And also, you guys can get three months for free, Trade Zero's flagship software. And Dan, I'm sure you're 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 starting to see those traders start to even maybe hedge a little bit um, in this yep. environment because we're getting to that point where it's seeming like either profit taking or that we could get some reversals up here. So, and we, we talked about it shorts. last week, you know, with uh, you know, with the options uh, writing and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. know, really trying to trying to when when things are kind of choppy. Uh, you know, it's a great strategy to employ, although I feel like literally right after the words left my mouth on that Tuesday, uh, being, you know, with the debt ceiling talks kind of really getting close to the, the precipice here. Um, you know, the market's been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty wild, in, you know, based on various directions. And to your guys point earlier about, um, you know, that uh, that fake uh, 
Pentagon um, um, picture that went viral yesterday and, you know, just kind of scratching your head, why is this happening? Uh, again, talking to some some nuanced stuff that we're dealing with that, you know, wasn't a topic a year or two ago. Uh, mm-hmm. That's you know, just another element that's added to the mix of uh, of uh, of adding to and contributing to volatility. Love it. Love it. And just one last question before I get you out of here, Dan. Uh, Smoke Tune is asking, what about pre-market trading? How's pre-market trading work for Trade Zero? Pre-market, uh, long, short. We start at 4 a.m. Um, and we go into 8 p.m. Eastern. So That's it's the a entire market. So you've got uh, an entire you go. market. Full you gamut. got it, baby. Check it out, guys. Trade Zero. It's always good you, to have you. Have you have a Dan. lot of retail brokers that'll start at like 8 a.m. or yeah, 7 or 8. Or they quit mm-hmm. at 5. He's giving you the entire thing. That's the and, entire thing. 4 and by the way, PM. we are staffed. We're manned from 4 o'clock, well, 24-7. So if you had, had a question at you know 3.59 or 4 a.m., uh, we're here to help. All right. And it's not Dan's AI that you're talking to. So uh, have a good one, Dan. Take care, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Have a great day. All right. We'll let's get, get back to the market. Check, check it's coming for there. you, Dennis. It's coming. <laughs> Look at that blockchain. We'll make sure it's not fake Dan. Uh, Joel, what's going on, man? How are we doing in the market? We still uh, no, a little bit of a, a little bit of a creeper rally here. Uh, we yeah. hit. Uh, we got an interesting area on the downside. I want to alert our traders and investors to uh, the interday low from uh, yesterday. Not the Globex low. We never got a shot at the Globex low. Uh, but Monday's interday low and Friday low. Boom! Right there, ninety-one, ninety-one fifty. Your current low, 91.50. So that's good that we're getting a bounce. I'd like to see us uh, maybe get back up to uh, mid-range on the session, and that would be in the 4,200 handle. And uh, Triple D, you're willing to Uber higher there. That was uh, a good call. Got near 40. So uh, I'm just lightening up in here in in this area here. It's got a huge selling balance. I want to try to rebuy this on the open. I think – we might get a better price on the open. Again, that can change. Maybe flips still buy, but we got a big selling balance at this time. So I'm hoping that I maybe scalp out and get this, you know, it's scalp a little bit more. I'm still in. I still have a partial position, but I'd like to get a bigger position. We'll see where it opens. Hoping yeah. it's going to open like down like 39.50 or something. Hoping to actually build a bigger position. I do think it could be an okay day here for Uber. I think this headline could, could, could catch on. All right, we'll see what happens there in Uber. Um, do you guys want to talk a little bit about Ford's Investor Day? Can take a look sure. at it. I did get some highlights from that. Um, so it seems like did they Ford... talk about AI or blockchain? <laughs> no, nope. but they did do cost cutting. Ah. I don't know if that's your focus. Uh, oh. They revealed a focus for cost cutting, raising product quality, reducing the focus on small two row SUVs. Uh, emphasizing software, services, vehicles like a pickup truck, large SUVs, commercial vehicles, and second-generation electric vehicles. Um, They did also announce a series of deals to supply lithium products from different companies there. So ALB was mentioned there. We'll see if for some reason we start to see lithium get a nice little lift. Especially I also saw, just to kind of mention, not really Ford, but Tesla getting a nice lift yesterday too. So keep your eyes to see if we start to see a lift in EV. Um, Ford, I I mean... They've kind of moved like they're just so into the AI story. The reason Tesla took off wasn't the EV story getting hot. It was it's it was that they gave it an AI story that people weren't thinking about. I mean, this market is just so so hot for anything to do with AI. Um, that's you know that's why Tesla. So I mean, 
Ford coming in. Sure, let's talk EVs. Let's talk, you know, this. Let's do some cost cutting here. Nothing to get me excited here, Money Mitch. Let's talk autonomous. Let's talk, you know, some other stuff. So, I don't know. Nothing to get me really excited here. All right. Yeah. Well, what about uh, – go ahead, Joel, no. Ford. No, I just like technically here, um, you haven't quite got to 11 yet. Uh, so, I'm sure there's some big bids here. I'm just looking at like like this block at like 12 here, 12 to 1210. I mean, you feel like until it can get through that, the path of least resistance is lower. Uh, GM, uh, Dennis, I think you mentioned that had an insider buy. Who cares? I mean, these things have had, uh, especially GM, just had these uh, these good numbers, these good reports coming out with positive news and. Man, the thing is down down on the year, not participating in rallies. I just I'm a little nervous when you get good news on something and it continues to go down. So these autos just look like they're they're going nowhere, going nowhere fast. Tesla had to move yesterday. Uh now it's back above where it was before its last earnings report. So I don't know. There's there's no interest in these stocks right now. Oh, GM Ford. Uh, I'm long some GM. I bought it down here because I feel like the value is coming to play here now. But again, okay. um, you know, Tesla got the AI story all of a sudden kicking. This is just where we're at. So we we've, we've got to like and, and you know people in the chat saying, well, they we already knew they had AI. Yeah, but you had Musk mention himself Tesla as an AI company on the most watched interview of the year on CNBC. Don't kid yourself. It changed the narrative completely. They're like, oh, yeah. You know, he said, we're a year to a year and a half out. Is he going to be right? Probably not. Musk always talks up his stock. But, I mean, he <laughs> said it. He said, we're a year to a year and a half out of these cars driving themselves. That changed everything when he said that. We talked about it that day, that this is probably going to change the narrative, and it did. And now Tesla's trading as an AI company. And that's why every pullback on Tesla gets bought. This so, is why I like uh, the EV story for 2025 because we'll have a new president. We'll maybe get some support behind these companies. And it should be when we start finally getting the LIDARs and the autonomous plays to really kick off. So uh, I, I think that's something you got to watch for. But one thing that could take off beforehand is maybe lithium plays, right? So like one play that I look at the chart and I really like it is LAC. Um, I don't know if you guys see that on LAC. It's just a really nice looking pattern there. I'm um, a lithium fan. I'm long LTHM, which is doing that merger thing, and I'm also long ALB. So I don't have the LAC one, but you know, I chart don't look hey, bad here, Mitch. You have one of the really best all... ones, though. I can't blame you for ALB, right? I mean, you're, it's Vegas, the biggest one. Yeah, the biggest, right? So, so you're in you the know, leader. And, and 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 lithium, we've been in this a long time. Obviously, Gene and Jason, you know, giving to us back, and Joel, I think, is still in it from like six bucks. I've been in and out of it a few times here, but I'm still in it here right now. I mean, there's this, this story is 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 not going away. EV is not going away, but right now it's about AI. So until you know, like you start talking AI, that's what gets stocks moving. So I mean, right. it's just. You know, we, we've always been story driven. The markets are always story driven to a certain extent, um, you know, but we go into times where, you know, when, you know, the markets and the bear markets, like, well, story is not driving the bus here now. People are scared. The story right, you know, in the year and a half was like how to save my money, you know, how to like not get killed in this market because everything was going down last year. Now we've kind of changed the narrative in the last few months. You know, we're going up here again. So stories are starting to get hot here again. So, you know, it's all just about, you know, knowing what type of market you're in. Right now, weakness is getting bought. Right now, 
S&Ps are finally breaking out. IWM isn't going down anymore. The regional banks are not going down anymore. So some of these storied stocks are getting carried here. So, I mean, there's time and place to trade stories. Right now, story is working. The AI story is as hot as they get. What about the timing of Musk going on? I mean, all these years that he's been out there, all the, you know, all the tweets, all the things that he's done, and he's never gone on CNBC before. And he, and he well, did. is that true? I think he's been on CNBC. Really? I mean, he's never done an yeah, interview like this, though. He's he just never did done a, an interview a, like this. A different this. interview, right? Where they that can ask him questions. I think a lot of the times it's been like prepared remarks almost. And this was yeah. kind of more like a Q&A really going like where they could ask him the questions. He, you could tell he didn't know what he was going to be asked because he was yeah, sitting that's there. The and and remember in the interview, and I said this after the interview, I like what I liked the most was like, can tell he's like so confident because he's not worried about the awkward silence he's not worried that i'm on cnbc and i'm gonna just sit here and think for 15 seconds and you know and and it was like dramatic pause almost you know like he does so many things well and i love the fact that he stops thinks about his response and then he comes up with pretty decent responses on everything and he's not scared to sit there for 10 or 15 seconds you know like you know me on the air i'm always blabbermouthing you know i don't sit there so i could learn a lot from that and i very much respected him for that interview some people didn't like some things he said in the interview they found it arrogant when he talked about if i lose money so what but it wasn't like that because he's not about the money i mean the one thing you've got to respect about musk you got bezos out proposing on yachts and stuff you know, like this, living the dream. That guy works. Musk lives to yeah. work. He's yeah, like that's Steve what he Jobs. He doesn't give a crap about the money. He gives a crap about being the best. He gives yeah. a crap about taking his companies to the next level. He's everything you want in a CEO. Everything. I mean, and the guy's a genius on top of it all. So people hate on Musk because, oh, he's the richest man in the world. And, oh, you know, he says so many things that are offside or, oh, this. Think about his accomplishments, you know, from PayPal to, to Tesla to SpaceX to, like, you know, who does – who has done more in the last, you know, 50 or 60 years in the business world than Elon Musk? So – and then he sits there. And he works, you know, basically 18 hours a day, every single day. He said that favorite he's taken three days off in the last year. I mean, people, it's this FOMO. They want to take three days off a week. He's taken three days off in the last year. Musk is everything you want in a CEO. He is passion-driven, and that's Holy what matters, right, is that he has passion for what he does, and he has passion for even what's next. He focuses on what's coming down the line. He's always trying to get to the next level. And that's really what pushes him towards the, a lot of times, the impossible. So for a while, SpaceX, that thought was impossible. Look what he's doing now, right? He All right, let's transition a little bit here. Last little thing I want to talk about, some AI stocks, of course, moving. I did see like IonQ kind of getting some lift today. So if you guys are looking for some AI stocks that have been recently moving, uh, this is a quantum computing play, IonQ. Um, and then you got also AI that recently has been kind of pushing off the 21. It's gotten towards the 28 resistance. Going to keep watch on that one. And of course, Palantir, you know, uh, of course, my man Dennis Dick might have been a little bit early, but That's it has continued to run. It's a little sleepy now up here towards the 12. What do you guys think about that? These? AI story is not going away here, though. And on pullbacks here, it probably continues. And just as much as they did not, and, I, and this is how stupid the market is. You know, it's stupid for me for being stopped out of it, but, you know, sometimes you just got to wait it out and it's going to work itself out. But, you know, back in April, it's like Palantir wasn't seen as an AI play. 
And now it's like they can't stop thinking about it as an AI play. So, I mean, sometimes it just takes the obvious, say it in a conference call, say it on TV with an with a David Faber interview. The market is not smart. It doesn't figure it out. It's got to be told. And, and, and this is, you know, the same thing with AI. It needs to be told. You know, it needs to, you know, they, they, they just, the market just doesn't do its due diligence and figure out, oh, this is going to be the sneaky AI play. And there's good people that do that due diligence. And then eventually, you know, the market catches on and that's when those people get paid. But I mean, this market doesn't trade the obvious until it's like thrown at them and said to them. Uh, pair of lows in uh, Palantir. If you're looking for support, 1139, 1152, trading up a couple pennies. Uh, got a seller in the 12 handle just over the last two days. 1241 uh, was your high on Friday, 1211 Monday. But looks like it's uh, spouting, mounting a little bid here today, uh, being ignoring uh, the market being down up a couple pennies. Uh, high close for the move was yesterday at uh, 1184. So, Keep an eye on that. That uh, bested uh, the close from Thursday at 11.74. going to wrap things up here on my end, and uh, we still got a leak going on. Uh, we are leaning yeah, on the lows of the pre-market session here. Uh, market has not really uh, mounted a rally off this. So important area to hold Friday. Friday's low, Monday's interday low, and get back above 4,200 and uh Get rid of that notion of a, a triple top that I'm taking here in the S&Ps. Uh, the highs from the last three sessions, including the Globex session, are within five points. Uh, this was also the area that we topped out in February. So the bulls got some work to do. We got to establish this bid over four. 420 or 4200 and uh, take out those highs. But uh, that's it. Great show today, guys. And I'll be back with you later on. All right, that's going to do it for Joel. Joel's getting out of here. You guys smash the like. Keep up with everything, of course, Joel Alconin does. And if you guys haven't checked out the closing print, go ahead and check it out, of course. That starts every single day, 3.30, of course, and that's on Pre-Market Prep's channel. So if you're not subscribed, what are you waiting for, of course? All right, Dennis, last comments into the market. Of course, we'll see what happens. I, I can tell you at least right now, Dennis, I'm, I'm, I'm really – Thinking about what we talked about this morning in the pre-show, I, of course, have a basket of cruise lines. I have a basket of airlines. Yeah. But as we start seeing this market turn here at the top, it's very hard for me to hold on to these gains. I have gains, you know, yeah, 5 know. 9%, mm -hmm. you know, and they're just hanging out here. And yesterday, they were pretty much the same, too. So it gets to that point where I start feeling that just take the money and run kind of mentality that's the i've way always been bit. very good at entering trades and always very poor at exiting i mean yeah. this is probably why i'm not a great swing trader and i'm a pretty good day trader because you know the day trading lets you you know kind of know when you're getting out you know i do the 24-hour <laughs> rule on a lot of these trades but when i get into these longer term swing trades like i don't know like amd i'm up like 14 points on it or something i'm like pretty fast i'm like do I want to let it all go away? I don't know. Like, you know, do you take the money and run? Because it's been the take the money and run market. Or does the story continue? I mean, it's a difficult market sometimes. And you know what? Exiting is an art. And I'm 23 years and I still haven't perfected it. So I think you have your target. Hits your target. You know, set up your risk reward ahead of time. Here's my trade. Here's my risk. Here's my target. It gets to your target and away you go. And take a little bit of more of the thinking out of it. But any of these long-term investments and stuff, it's tricky, man. So I don't know what to tell you. You know, you get 6 7%. I've got a few stocks and I'm up pretty good in here too. I'm like, yeah, maybe, you know, like Amazon I bought last week or two weeks ago, 108. 
And now the 115, 116. But it looks like, oh, it's getting toppy here. But it seems like when they start to look like they're getting toppy, they pull back a little bit and then they go again. Some of these stories. So tricky. We'll see what happens today. Will we continue with the growth trade? We, I don't think you and I were too bad off talking about ARKK yesterday, baby. That wasn't, that wasn't a bad one. I know we probably didn't grab it, but it didn't make a nice little move above 40. So we'll see if those growth names stay strong and, and keep pushing, right? I mean, Zoom kind of stopped that a little bit this morning, but we'll see if that report gets picked up, right? We've seen a lot of buy the dip moments out of there. So I'll let you go, Dennis. Have a good one. Go do what you do best, my friend. Get to your trading action. Okay. See you much. All right. Dennis is out of here, team. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Of course, you guys smash the like. Get over to live trading. That's coming up next. Of course, I got the small account challenge. I got the swing trades on. Going to keep battling. One that I definitely took yesterday that it was a little bit of a leap of faith, and I talked about it on this show, was Lamb Research, right? We'll see what happens today. I'm short on that one, full disclosure. Let's see what happens today, if I can get that one lower. Got it at 586.58 yesterday. We'll see if that can come down through the 580s here at the open. Come and check us out. Live trading. We're coming up next. You don't got to go anywhere. Stay right here to get you to some live trading action.